Hello and welcome to Nice Jewish Fangirls, a podcast where three Orthodox women discuss all of the wonderfully nerdy things that we are obsessed with. My name is Michal Schick and I'm your host and I'm joined by my wonderful co-hosts Tamar Herman. Hello. And SM Rosenberg. Hi. So we're back. Yay. You may have uh, heard our little uh, We're Still Alive and Coming Back uh, episode that um, should have hit your feeds a little while ago. And now we are coming back with regular episodes. We hope. Woo! We're trying not to become the next Sherlock. <laughs> we should be, honestly, we should be so lucky as to be. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so today we're going to take a pretty uh, relaxed approach to our first time back. We're going to obviously do our current obsessions. We're going to talk about some early fandom inspirations for us. And then we're going to issue each other... Fandom challenges round two. So we're going to get started with our current obsessions. Tamar, why don't you go first? So my current obsession is what's known as Twitter on Twitter as the Chinese Agent Gade TV show. It's called The Untamed. It's not actually have any gay love in it, except it does in the book that it's based off of. So this book, this TV show is a Chinese TV show called The Untamed, and it's about these ancient Chinese cultivators and there's a lot of like zombies and stuff and they're saving the world and the book is based is like a a male love novel it's like two main characters there's a lot of really intense like romance in it and in the tv show it got totally cut by the censors in China so it's really interesting because a lot of people are looking at it as kind of well, for years when, like, people like um, people have been saying this is, you know, a gay romance and, you know, Star Wars, like, mm-hmm. not, not to bring up Star Wars, um, but whenever anybody said, oh, you know, these two characters are, you know, they're not canon in a relationship, but people are seeing it as representation, this TV show, like, goes to the extreme to do that because they don't have the actual romance in the TV show. It's all just implied, you know, mm-hmm. they're such good friends, they have... All these intense looks at each other, so it's it's becoming like this really interesting phenomena because they can you can really hold this up and say for years people have been saying you know you're representing us in TV without you know making it canon, and now we're saying you know this is exact the TV this TV show did the reverse, mm-hmm. so if they're doing the exact same thing that we've seen, and we've said oh you know this is a gay couple, and now you're saying. This is a gay couple, but we're not depicting it because of China. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's becoming this really interesting dialogue on Twitter. So it's like inverted queer baiting. Yeah. Right. So it's the opposite of queer baiting because it's actually a queer book. Right? Yeah. And like, it, there's a manga of it. It's very, very popular in China, and it's they had to take it all out. And I assume that the creators wanted to do the relationship. I mean, I don't know how much the writer was paid for this, but it was so popular in China, it doesn't allow queer romances right. on TV, so. Um, or at least not in this genre. So I don't think it was possible to create the show with it canon. And but the sh- but the book was so popular, they were like, we got to make a show of it. So it's it is a, it's like a fantasy action series. So like the romance is secondary, but it's a huge part of it. It'd be like taking you know, I don't know, Lord <laughs> of the Rings and removing Arwen and Aragorn's love story. Like it only is really impacting certain elements mm-hmm. of the story, and the rest of the story is great, mm-hmm. but it's important to the story. Right. Mm-hmm. So the same thing sort of happens here, where like their relationship is really important, but on the TV show, like they give some female characters who are in the books have lesser roles. They give them bigger roles because then you're like, oh, are they, is he interested in her? But there's no romance in this show. This show isn't a romance. <laughs> so it got to the point where before the show, as the show started airing in China, 
uh, it already finished like a few months ago. It's on Netflix. So people were watching The Untamed and were questioning whether they were changing the plot and making them straight. And then they like realized, no, there's, there's no romance. This is a really weird show in China and Asia. Television dramas are almost always romances. And this, it was, but it wasn't. So it's just really interesting dialogue and it's pretty loving. I really enjoy it. I actually stopped watching it because it's really long. But it's good. The dialogue is more interesting to me than anything else. Like, the discourse around it. Mm -hmm. That's cool. So from something very of the moment to something from the 1990s. Um, (laughs) Me? No. (laughs) 1990 was 10 years ago, right? Uh, It feels like it. It does feel like it. Um, Yeah, so I am actually obsessed with the Witcher books by, I think his first name is pronounced... Andre something, his name, whatever, Mr. Sapkowski. Mr. Sapkowski, the, the Polish writer who has my heart in a vise at this point. Um, I, I did watch the Witcher TV show because I didn't know anything about it and people were like kind of freaking out about it on my timeline and I was like, all right, well, I have, I have room in my life for something mindless. That's what um, you thought. <laughs> well, yes. The, the show is like, the show is, well, it's fine. It's fine. I don't mind. It's fun. It's way more fun than it is good. It's like not yeah. actually a very good I, show. I, I'm gonna. She's issuing the yeah. challenge to me. Uh, later. Yeah. Spoilers. I was, spoilers. spoilers. I was gonna jump the gun, but essentially, like I agree with you. Like it's fun, and there's some potential to it. But the fun moments are the better parts of the show. Right. Yeah. And the moments where the show is like enjoying itself and like yeah, not being so serious just for the sake of seriousness. Right. But so I, I had I had no intention of reading the books. And I was not, just not going to do that. And then I had enough friends on Twitter who were like, oh, you know, I read them and they're good and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, all right. I have a bunch of Audible credits I can use. And then now I'm on the the fifth, I think, book. The third, fourth book in the, like, novels and the sixth book overall. Um, and I'm just, I'm completely obsessed. Like, it's a really good story, really cool characters, certainly not perfect in terms of, like, you know, things that I am comfortable with in terms of representation and whatever, but, but surprisingly very progressive, especially for its time, and just really good characters and, like, some romance that I, I am, like, shocked to be as invested in as I am. (laughs) It's also frustrating because I'm never behind on this. Like, Lord of the Rings was like, you know, like, I I, I read Game of Thrones when there were only three books out. So, like, She's I'm, a fantasy history and annoyed that she's be, late to the yeah, game. Yeah, it really is. And I'm like, wait a second. Nobody told me these were actually really, really good. Like, I'm, I'm actually, I, like, these are must-read fantasy books now. And... Yeah. And were they, so, he was a Polish author? Were they yeah, Polish originally? They were published in Polish, but they, in the 90s, so they've been out in, in English for a while. They're pretty popular, never, but like, they're very popular in Poland. Hugely popular in But Poland. like, I, I never heard of it until the TV show, and then suddenly it was like, yeah, no, these books are huge world sellers, and it's just like. Apparently the yeah. video game was big. The video game Yeah, was but I didn't know that there were books, I just mm-hmm. thought there was a video game, so I was like, oh, that's interesting, Henry Cavill's doing a video game show. Turns out, no, he's doing a book show. And it's, they're really good books. <laughs> they're really, really I good have, books. I have them on hold from the library. Yeah. I'm very excited to read them. Yeah, they're really good. And I'm, now I'm, I've become an embarrassing evangelist for, um, <laughs> yeah, for a, for a seven-year-old Polish man who's <laughs> holding my feelings on the end of a string. 
Ah, SM. It happens. No shame. It does. It does. It's a good feeling, though, because you know when you, like, you don't expect to fall in love with something? What was that? It was an ad on my phone because I'm playing Hogwarts Mystery all the time. (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Leave that in, Jamie. Um. I'm sorry I'm addicted to Hogwarts Mystery. I can't stop (laughs) it. Stop. It's Valentine's Valentine's Week while we're doing, and there's, like, I'm trying to get the Valentine's outfit. (laughs) <laughs> it's such a stupid game. We're very proud of you. It's so stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's been a while since I've had that feeling of like reading a new mm-hmm. fantasy that I can really get in, like obsessed with, and it's a really awesome feeling. Um, can I like jump off that? If you're new to a podcast, this happens all the time. We just you know talk about something and say, "Wait, I've been reading Brent we- Brent Weeks's Lightbringer series. I don't know mm-hmm. if either of you have ever no, read I've it. heard of it, but I it's yeah. it's fine. It's good. It's enjoyable. Like I've been reading it because it's enjoyable. It's not. I wouldn't say it's you know a great series, but I think if you know someone wanted to make a TV show out of it, they could do a really cool job because there's a lot of characters. There's a lot of really pretty visuals and stuff. Like it's a, it's a really a visual book. There's a lot of light in it. (laughs) Anyway, on to the last book. It came out like two years since the last one. I've been really eager to it. This book is huge. It's dense. It's long. He now started, and I don't remember this, now Hebrew is magical in it. So like there's magic Hebrew phrases showing up left and right. And I'm like, you you definitely, I do not remember. Like literally someone is translating an old letter and they're like, well, the the arm on this cuff is long and the peso fees is like, I'm like, what? Like until it took. This is a fantasy world. This is a fantasy okay. world. Huh. And like there is a god that like is called Orholon, so like I guess you can get that from. Uh-huh. But like he's a Christian dude, and this is not so atypical. But right now the book is so dense that I'm obsessing over the annoying Jewish appropriation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's my little rant. But the book is yeah. good. Just, just see, it is like a, a relatively under the radar, like some mm-hmm. not not great, but not so. But it has a good following. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm excited to read The Witcher after this. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen it in people's shows. It's good. Like, people really like it. Like, I like some of the characters a lot. I like some of the subplots a lot. But it's five really dense books. Each of the books, like, even the first one was, I think, 500 pages. So you've had five, oh, wow. re- like, it's like Game of Thrones, but, in, you know, in Game of Thrones, pretty much every chapter, something major happens. Or if it's not major in the moment, you don't, you find out, like, two years later it's major. <laughs> this, like, there's, it's just, it's not as, I don't know, as well done. It's not that it's a bad book. I think he has a lot to say, and he... It's not well-paced, so... Yeah, like, mm-hmm. he even had an intro at the beginning of this book. Like, uh, just so you know, someone's uh, storyline at the start of the story is at the end of the last book, but it didn't match up well, and I didn't want readers to be confused by putting it in there, so the timeline is that she's a few weeks behind the other characters. Uh-huh. Which, for Game of Thrones, that'd be fine, because Game of Thrones, you don't expect them to. If he hadn't yeah. said anything, I wouldn't have thought it was weird, but he knows it's so dense. Right. That he was like, yeah, I had a shift yeah. things. Apologizing for your book at the beginning of the book is a... Yeah. Well, it's a thing you can do. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the book. Read it. It's like certainly yeah. a choice. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Okay, so, um, after we're, we're done talking about um, men Sorry. writing fantasy, um, <laughs> <laughs> SM, what are you currently obsessed with? If it's not a white man writing fantasy, we're not interested. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's, it's, a, it's a lesbian writing uh, sci-fi. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's, uh, there was this, uh, I've talked about it a, bit, a little while ago, that I got into uh, podficking which is when you do an audiobook, essentially, of a fanfic. And I got into this 
in the worst way possible, probably, by uh, deciding that there was this fic that I was 100,000 words long, and I loved it so much that I wrote to the author of the fic, and I asked for permission to podfic it, and even though I'd never done that before. And she was like, go for it. And so the story is called Straight On Till Morning. And I just finished, uh, either earlier this week or late last week, I finished recording the final two chapters because I divided it into 35 chapters. Um, and I've been posting it once a week uh, for the past uh, six months. And it's, it's finally going to be done. The end is in sight. Um, I have to edit the chapters and I have to post them. Uh, but we have, uh, there's also a bonus scene that a different author wrote that I asked for permission to, to podfic as an addendum to the whole thing. And the author was totally enthusiastic. Most of the authors that I've contacted have been super, super thrilled about anybody wanting to podfic any of their stuff. So it's, it's exciting. So I can make friends with a lot of uh, really awesome fanfic writers. <laughs> I have an automatic in. Can, can I ask a few technical questions? Sure. First, you've been releasing the chapters. So how many people have been listening to the chapters? Um, well, this fic has, uh, I think, 47 subscribers. And like sometimes people, you know, uh, have been s subscribing as I've gone along. So right. there may be more in the end. Um, then there's, um, in terms of downloads, I can track the downloads from, because um, you can't upload things straight to AO3. You upload, you know, right. you, you have a link it. and then it goes to wherever the media is stored. And I've been using Mediafire um, to store my, my audio files and... There you can track the downloads. I'm just curious. Yeah. And so, you said you did so the first chapter um, has over 400 downloads, oh, nice. and the second chapter has over 200 downloads, which is a pretty good, yeah. you know, return rate. And I've gotten like a lot of comments from people. They really um, like. It. So it's a for people who didn't hear, or don't remember. It's a uh, it's a Captain America. Iron Man fanfic set in um, the Star Wars universe where. Um, Captain America was a Starfleet captain who was frozen in, uh, cryo-freeze and just recently defrosted, and Tony Stark is a chief engineer. And Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. Did oh, I say Star you said Wars? Star Wars, yeah. How dare I? Was I? Confused. I was like, <laughs> how dare I? I was, I was like, like, that sounds way more technical yeah, than Star like, Wars. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> an engineer. We yeah, don't yeah, get those yeah, in Star yeah. Wars. There are no engineers in Star Wars. In Star Wars, you have... The droids are the engineers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who builds well, the droids, have... no one knows. You have the one in Mandalorian. <laughs> Uh, what's her name? Mandalorian. The woman. Oh, the one who takes care of Baby Yoda. Well, they're mechanics. Yeah, they're all mechanics. like Rose is a mechanic. True, that's mm -hmm. true. Everyone's mechanics, not engineers. You're right. Yeah, Rose. Hmm. Okay. <sighs> yeah, where was I? <laughs> Sorry, we're right. No, so they were a Starfleet, and yeah, uh, so so it's it takes place in uh, in space, um, and it's. Just this this particular author, I just have to recommend like almost all of her long form stuff is incredible because she really has an incredible grasp of story structure. Um, and so everything builds, everything feels like because a lot of the times when people post stories, they're you know they don't plan them out in advance because you know they post a chapter and then you know things snowball, um, and that's fine. But she always posts all of her long stuff; it goes up all at once, and mm -hmm. she's like clearly like you know, worked on it as a unit, as a whole. And what a queen. Yeah. Right? And it's just like, we stand. <laughs> like, novels of this stuff. So her, her name is uh, Siniala, or at least that's how I pronounce it. It's spelled S-I-N-E. 
C-I-N-E-A-L-A. So I pronounce it Cineala. I've heard other people pronounce it other ways on other podfix, which is why I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but I like Cineala. So um, yeah, so just like everything just builds, like the characters are really well established and, the, and then plot elements are introduced right when you need them and um, tension ratchets up and stakes go up and just like, oh, everything is just so beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah. And so I've just, uh, so I finished, uh, story and I have to finish, I have to record the bonus scene, um, which has some Jewish elements. It's called Righteous Among the Nations. Oh. Um, and it has, it features one, one of the characters, uh, Wanda Maximoff, uh, mm-hmm. Heard of her? Yeah, revealing to Steve Rogers that um, that her that her ancestors were saved by Captain America way back when. Okay. Oh, and yeah. Oh, spoilers. But <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, it's 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 cool stuff. Um, Do you have a next podfic that you want to be involved in laid out? Um, I have have a few that I have asked for permission, and um, I have them on my list. I think the next one up that I want to do is called, um, it's by a writer named Festive Ferret, and it's called <laughs> A Catastrophe of Epic Proportions. Oh, no! And it's amazing! <laughs> it is cat crack. It is like, like the prompt was like, Avengers and too many cats. And they were like, <laughs> I got this. Uh, and it's like, there are aliens, and they come, and they turn all the Avengers into cats, except for Tony, because they want Tony to build them something. And oh I'm not going to spoil what they want Tony to build them, but it ends up being hilarious. Oh. Um, <laughs> are, they, are they cats, or are they flurkins? Oh, they're, they're all cats. Um, and, yeah, they, they meant to get Steve, but they didn't get Steve, because... And, and then Tony manages to convince them that Steve is his assistant and he needs him in order to build the thing. So, like, yeah, it's it's hilarious. They were, oh, the aliens are like, prove you are partners, you know? And they're like, what? And Steve just, like, grabs him and lays one on him. And the, the aliens are very confused and, like, they, like, mind shaking hands. And they're like, oh, I think they wanted us to shake hands. <laughs> and it's like, ah, uh, yeah, I see that now. A lowercase paper. <laughs> Like really witty fic titles that are puns. Like I just read one that was called The Civil Campaign, and the Civil Campaign is a Vorkosigan book. Yeah. <laughs> and like at first I wasn't gonna read it, and then I, I like clicked on it because it was like that's kind of a weird title. And then I saw the person is like, so I wanted to reference something that one of the characters said in Vorkosigan because I thought it applied to these characters. So I wrote a whole you know sixty thousand <laughs> to, to get them that advice. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was pretty funny. Uh, but okay. yeah, Cat Crack is amazing. Oh, so great. Um, yeah, and yeah, so it's either that one or my own fic that I actually wrote. And, awesome. Yeah, I might hotfic that. That's so. very cool. Um, all right, so we're going to move on to, um, yeah, we're going to talk about some of our first fandoms. We're just going to kind of do this a little quickly in case people don't know who we are and haven't listened to our other episodes and are like, why should I listen to these people? What do they like? So we're just going to... To be fair, if you already listened to the current sessions and gotten through them, like... That's, that's probably true. Already Kudos willing, to you. Willing to put <laughs> up with us. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, I just want to start because, like, I anytime anybody asks me this question, I know what it is instantly. And, like, it's not... Like, there's no question for me. So, like, obviously, I have to say Harry Potter is a huge fan of mine. Obviously. But my first, the first time I was actually, like, obsessed with something and, like, telling stories in my head and, like, you know, the, the whole, like, like, 
needing to watch the next episode was a, a show called Ghost Rider on PBS. <laughs> I think we've discussed it. Yeah, I think twice. we have. We yeah. have. But like, I just need to shout out to Ghost Rider because it was really like it was it was the drama that my I don't know seven year old self really needed. <laughs> And um, they dealt with a lot of issues. It was a very diverse cast. It was kind of like the the '90s before, like they before they decided that, like, oh, you know, the, before the 2000s when we were at war and everything, everything had to be all white and American again. So, like, it was, yeah, it was, it was a really actually, I don't know if it was a really good show, but in my memory, <laughs> it was a really good show. They've remade it for. Uh, Apple, but I haven't watched it because I think it's like the premise is different, and I'm like, well, no, the whole point is that they're on like modem computers, and like they're like this is the internet on like a two inch wide computer. Oh, it's so great, guys! I love. It. If you if you have a chance, uh, you should watch. There's a documentary about a, a set of episodes called is like, that the purple. Yeah, the purple slime monster. Because that's the only episode I ever saw. Yeah, and oh I God. was like, what is this Isn't show? Is this the yeah. one that you were like, I don't know if it was real or not? No, I. I knew it was real because I, I think I was old enough, but there are definitely people who, and they mentioned this in like the little mini YouTube documentary where the guy, the guy's like, I honestly don't remember if it was real or if I just like dreamed up this bizarreness because it is pretty darn bizarre. Um, yeah, maybe I'll find the, the link to that documentary because it was really good. Like the guy actually like called up one of the writers. <laughs> and that's great. Like, what were you thinking? She's like, we thought it was fun. <laughs> like, well, cool. You traumatized a generation of children. <laughs> I wonder if uh, any of the writers are involved in the new one. Yeah, I know. I should look. Yeah. So that that ghost ghost writer word. <laughs> I'm not singing the theme song of what mine is. Oh, well, <laughs> challenge accepted. <laughs> SM, you want to go? Does <laughs> well, yours go, go Power Rangers? Yes, that's right. <laughs> you can do the okay. same one. I, no, I, I, can, I can do something else. I so can like, do something else. Also. When I was hearing you talk about, you know, seeing the next episode, that's what I, I thought of. But um, in terms of something I wrote about recently, I think, um, was uh, a book, the book that I was obsessed with most as a child, was probably uh, this book called The Girl with the Silver Eyes by Willow Davis Roberts. And I don't know where we got it from. It was just, you know, one of those books that you have around the house and like nobody else in the house has read it. So it's like, how did this happen? But <laughs> but I picked it up at some point. It must have, and I and I read it, and I was just like I bonded with this book. Um, it's about um, a girl named Katie Welker who is nine years old, but she considers herself almost ten. Um, she is precocious, and she has moderate telekinetic powers. Um, and Brad. yeah, and it's just the way that this writer works. She's also done some other books that I've read. This is my favorite by far, um, but I keep looking for other ones of hers that I love as much. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet, but she has another one called Babysitting is a Dangerous Job, which I do highly oh, that's recommend. That's famous. That's a... Yeah? Yeah, I've heard of that one. Yeah, so that one's great. Um, but, like, what I like about um, how she writes is just that she, you know, introduces these very uh, unusual and dramatic elements, but she grounds everything very firmly in um, mundane real life so that the supernatural feels more supernatural and, you know, the drama feels more dramatic. Um, and I just really liked the, I liked the main character, I liked the surrounding cast of characters. Um, they all felt like very real people and very likable people that I wanted, you know, 
to like like because she's she's a loner and she like is very secretive about her powers and like whatever so she doesn't really connect with other people and she doesn't really have any friends and like gradually over the course of this book she meets like her neighbor across the hall mrs michael mass who's like the best (laughs) and then uh she meets the paper boy jackson jones he has one blue eye and one green one um and like she makes friends and like you know you, you get to meet these people and um and they all just you know they all just felt real in a way that a lot of book characters didn't, I guess. Um, and, yeah, and, like, the telekinetic powers. I mean, because, like, one of my other formative fandoms was Star Wars. So just, like, anything with telekinetic powers, I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Matilda. Yeah. I was about to say, my first thought was Matilda when you said a little yeah. girl with telekinetic I was like, ah, Matilda. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. But actually, I think I like this better than Matilda. Like, I enjoy Matilda, you know, the book and the movie. Uh, I haven't seen the play. But, um, but yeah, this one, um, yeah, because Matilda is written in a very whimsical style, which this is not. This is written just, like, very regular down-to-earth. Mm-hmm. Do you think yeah. this set up your bar for your reading in the future? Um, probably. <laughs> I mean, formative fandoms. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not necessarily yeah, fandom. question. Yeah. It's just yeah. super formative. I mean, it, I'm right. sure that, like, there are elements of her writing that made it into my writing over mm-hmm. time, you know? I mean, I gave a lot of superpowers to, like, lots of my characters. It happens. Yeah, but who doesn't, who doesn't give superpowers to their characters? Like, what kind of a, Stephen King. a god author oh, are you? <laughs> Don't go around bestowing powers on everyone. I saw a really funny thread the other day about god authors and how it's an honor to be killed in books. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, John Scalzi will have some words for that. <laughs> like, like, if you have a character who's, like, a B-list, like, a C-list right. character who just gets named and they like, oh, I got killed. Uh an honor. I want to be. I want to be killed in a fantasy novel one day. Um, I will see what I can do. <laughs> go go go. Uh, yeah. So my formative one, I guess I was gonna say, was Power Rangers. I had a few other options. Sailor Moon and Digimon were also up there. But yeah, Power Rangers was great. I used to come home from school and watch it all the time. Friday, Power Rangers was the best thing. When they switched it to non to non broadcast, I got really depressed because I didn't own. We don't have cable in my parents' house until I was, like, 19. Um, I was also watching it way too late in life, like, probably through fourth grade for... Nonsense. Like, like, how is that too late in life? I don't know. Like, nobody was watching it anymore when uh, when I was in fourth grade. Um, like, it came, it started when I was three. I yeah. think three? Was it 93 or 94? I have honestly no idea. Really? My watching of it was very sporadic oh, because great. My, my, uh, my parents only let us watch PBS Kids, mm. but my grandmother let us watch anything. So, mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so we go to my grandmother's house every Sunday, um, and also, like, when we, during the summers when we come home from camp um she would uh watch us until my mom could pick us up um at her house and yeah we would we watch you know whatever we wanted and what we wanted was power rangers (laughs) (laughs) Um, my parents were like well at least my mom especially my mom my dad i don't remember expressing very strong opinions on this but my mom was always like it's so violent but they yeah. had really good morals. Or no, not really. <laughs> there were weird ones. I don't know. Um, I just remember there, were, they, there was this monster that stole people's faces. Yeah, so that thing, that sort of thing happened all the time. Yeah. Um, I yeah. was just straight up not allowed to watch. Uh, oh, I had this movies. thing because, like, Zordon, because, like, the whole, I started wearing a bracelet that basically was, like, my link to either Zordon or, like, an imaginary oh, friend. So cute. You know, so if I needed someone to talk to, 
I could talk to them, and that was like my communicator with no. you know whatever. Yeah. Um, well, whatever I was gonna say about Power Rangers is not gonna beat that. So oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. So if you have been listening to us for a while, um, you'll know that we occasionally issue each other fandom challenges, which which turns out to be something of a challenge for us because like, <laughs> the second you're like, I'm going to challenge somebody to get in, into my fandom, we people who do a fandom podcast are like, well, I don't like anything, so never mind. <laughs> no, I mean, I think I think this this time, last time we did it for Hanukkah, right? Mm-hmm. This time we're just doing it. For yeah. Fun. But this time I think it was hard because everything that I've been watching lately and reading lately, you guys have already right. watched and read. Yeah. <laughs> or um, it's Korean. Yeah, like, and I already decided something Korean last time, so I'm not going to do something Korean this time. Well, that's why. For myself, <laughs> I'm not doing something Korean. For yeah. Michal, I tried to give them both the same thing and they said no. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we are going to issue each other challenges. I have mine right here on the table, so can I go first? Yes, go ahead. Gave me hers. Okay. Yeah, but it doesn't count. It's off the table. Um, <laughs> so this is a graphic novel called Mimona. And who is the recipient? This is a challenge I am issuing to Tamar. I think I read Mimona. You said you didn't. I, I think I may have now that I've seen it. Hold on. <laughs> oh. Hey, guys, this is this is tough. I don't, I don't know. If you I don't have, remember it, then you have to I, read yeah, it again. Yeah, I, I don't remember, but I, the artwork looks really familiar. You may and have read it other, There's out. a different author. There's different stuff by this author. Yeah, author, maybe. Noelle Stevenson. The author, yeah, the author is. She has another famous series called Lumberjanes. No, I don't know. This just looks familiar, but I'm excited to read it. Yeah, so it is, uh, it is a graphic novel, and I don't know that you read that many of those, so be a little bit outside your comfort zone, perhaps? That's what you think. <laughs> <laughs> I do like graphic novels. Okay. I just haven't read a lot in a while. Okay, good. I'm excited to read this one. Yeah, so I am... Wait, do you want to do oh, my challenge? We should do both our challenges at once. Okay. Yeah. So I do not have my copy because I lent my copy to my sister, which was bad judgment on my part, but um, Red, White, and Royal Blue, which I obsessed about several episodes ago, um, it is amazing, and I am issuing this challenge to Michal. I don't read books that take she place in reality like... or romance. Yeah, she doesn't <laughs> like so this is This is hell for Michal. <laughs> um, it's not really reality, let's be honest. <laughs> it's West Wing reality. It's <laughs> not reality. I mean, I'm looking, honestly, The Wisher is really heavy, so... Yeah. It's going it, to make you laugh. I helps. promise if it doesn't make you at least giggle at some point, right. then I have failed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if it helps the thing I'm going to challenge you to is not going to make you happy. Okay. <laughs> oh, great. Anyway, right. I mean, it might be of joy. It might be enjoyable, but it's not going to be a happy oh, joy. It's going to be a critical angst joy. Oh. Okay. Well, I like that. I like that. So, yeah, so uh, to make Michal have less happiness in her life after she reads Esam's book, uh, I want her to watch Parasite, because both of these people have not watched Parasite. I, okay, if you really need to watch Parasite outside of this challenge. If you really don't want to watch Parasite, no, you don't have to. it's a good challenge. I mean, it's a, I can't, I can't argue with But, this. okay, so here's my thing. If you, I, for, I watched it covering my eyes, uh-huh. so, but that's only like 10 minutes of it. Right. At the end. Is that because okay. violence? It's violence. It's okay. just very, it gets very gory, but like okay. in a kind of weird way. Like the thriller part of it isn't like a traditional thriller. It's not like a, 
a scary movie. It's just kind of like anxiety, which is, is not a logical thriller. It's not even that. Mm-hmm. It's like moments of it where you're just like, what is happening? And this just got really dramatic and this just got really freaking weird and scary. Mm-hmm. But then it gets back to normal. It's like very weirdly paced, which is why it's such an amazing film. So if you really don't like no, it, no, you I, can stop after the first half. But okay, that's but my it, challenge. it's a good challenge and I, and I, I accept um, um, it's four dollars to rent on Amazon, so I'll give you the four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> and we are recording this episode just for context. Shortly after Parasite won Best Picture yeah, at the Oscars, like two days. It was amazing. <laughs> it was wonderful. It was so exciting. They won Best Picture and Best, Best International. They won everything. They won all the awards. It was so great. It was so wonderful. Except they didn't nominate the actors, so that was really dumb. But whatever. Yeah, because they wanted to give. Joaquin Phoenix, his own board. <laughs> no, they're so stupid. They deserve them all. <laughs> you can't have... Whatever. Okay. <laughs> we'll discuss. Uh, and then for SM, because she hasn't watched it, uh, The Witcher, if you don't want to go past, I think, like, two episodes, I would no, say three or I, four. It's short. You're thinking it's short enough so she should get through it all. It's eight episodes, I think, and you kind of have to watch them all to I will, get... I will give it... I would think four. Job. I think four yeah. is when you get... You yeah. figure out what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. You have to watch at least four. Yeah. Once you get up to, like, Yaskiel not being only, like, a few seconds on screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen interviews with that guy. He's a buddy. He's a buddy. He's a buddy. I would just watch a buddy cop show between him, like, Yaskiel and yeah. uh, Jared, and yeah. that, that'd be the whole show, and I'd be yeah. so happy. <laughs> well, the funny thing is also, like, you know when you get into an actor, and then you're like, oh, they were in a play here five years ago. <laughs> wow, <laughs> so he played Mark Smeaton in the um, Bring Up the Bodies Hilary Mantel adaptation that was on the West End and Broadway. I know nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. The, it's the Henry VIII books. Um, mm. I want to watch the, six. Speaking of Henry VIII, oh yeah, yeah, music's pretty good. I have thoughts, but I thoughts. Um, <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. So my hesitation, I told Tamar about you know The Witcher is just um, you know Henry Cavill. I'm just like after his comments on the Me Too movement, it's not like I'm you know on principle boycotting or or you know or 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 canceling or anything, but it's just like when somebody makes dumbass comments, suddenly sometimes they just lose their sex appeal and like what is the point of watching a pretty person if you can't appreciate them? <laughs> you know, like so like I've just been just like lost my enthusiasm for pretty much anything that he's in, except for Mission Impossible where he got the snot beat out of him because that was really <laughs> he gets the snot beat out of him in The Witcher too. Okay. This is good. And to know. also emotionally. Okay. In, like, the first episode. (laughs) (laughs) The problem is, like, I don't know, like, I I know Henry Cavill has said some other things, but, like, he's also one of the rare actors who seems, like, a not genuine nerd. (laughs) Yeah, but but also just, like, a huge actual nerd. Mm -hmm. Like, he's like, yeah, I'm a PC gamer, I have this system, and I'm like, oh my god. Like, you know the words. He's like the Emma Watson of yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and, and regardless of anything else, I, I do find that appealing. Um, okay. And he really wanted to play Geralt, which I is agree. Nice. I agree with you. I think um, once you remind me, uh, someone we were talking about earlier about what he had said, I was thinking like, yeah, but he's not an idiot like Chris Pine. Sorry if anybody likes Chris Pine. You mean not Chris Pratt. Pratt. Sorry, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt <laughs> has the best Twitter feed. I'm so sorry, Chris Pratt. Right. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, Chris Pratt, I feel like he has no redeeming qualities like as a human being, and watching yeah, him act is now yeah. annoying. 
Like, I just don't enjoy him. I only really liked him in Parks and Rec. Everybody, every, I hated him in Parks and Rec. I thought he was so annoying in Parks and Rec. I mean, he was really annoying in the beginning, and he evolved. Yeah. He got better. It's um, It's just, like, all of his other characters don't evolve. Yeah. They are all man-children, and they're all the same, <laughs> and they're all the worst. So Peter anyway. Quill, Peter Quill, just um, <laughs> watching him getting kneed in the balls was very cathartic. <laughs> my, my favorite part of Endgame is when he's just dancing so and you can't hear the music and they're just watching him like, this moron. <laughs> Which ironically is like the one moment that I really did enjoy him was in the beginning of the Guardians of the Galaxy when he is doing that <laughs> dancing, you know, and you're like, ah, oh, this is fun. Yeah. But I like that it, like, punch, punctures that bubble. Yeah. Even though you don't look cool. No, you look like an idiot. So, so my challenges are, um, I, I think, pretty, pretty easy. I have for tomorrow the book Bloodline, Star Wars Bloodline by Claudia Gray, um, which is, in my opinion, the best of the new Star Wars novels. I haven't read all of them, um, but certainly the best of all the ones that I've read and have found interest in. And it is basically about how Leia comes to form the Resistance, and it takes Ooh. place. Um, it was published after after the Force Awakens, and takes place somewhat before that. So it's just. Yeah, it's a really good book. It's political. It's, you know, the writing is not, like, the greatest you've ever read in your life, but it's it's compelling. It moves, and, and I find it's a lot of fun. And Leia's characterization is really, really great. For SM, I'm going to make you a playlist of Bon Appetit videos. <laughs> So you can this. join us in the... Well, okay, I guess I should say, w- would you rather, like, dive in and just, like... Yeah, so um, I would prefer to, you know, have some guidance. Okay. Um, so just watch all the players. If you want to curate a playlist for me, that would be great. Okay, I may just make you, like, a list of, like, general topics, um, because they have so many, and, like, part of the part of the, the appeal is you sort of, you kind of find, it's a little bit Avengers, like, you, you find which one you <laughs> fits you the best. Like, yeah. I, I'm definitely a gourmet makes, and yeah. Chris's blindfold. Yeah. Those are the best. I know people who really like Brad, and I'm just like, Brad yeah. is annoying. I'm not a Bradley. I mean, I think, I think know, he's great he with Claire. Well, but yeah, yeah. Uh, not, a, not a huge Bradley only fan. Um, but, but part of the thing is, like, you get to know their personalities through each other's videos, and then they do their own video, and then you're like, oh my god, I love you! And they have jokes that carry on, like Chris's nose, and it's... It's just um, amazing. I have a friend who this is totally non sequitur related. I had a friend who went to I guess Colbert show and Claire was on it. And my friend was like, Wow, she was such a sour push, she was not laughing. I was like, No, but that's her and she's like, Why do people like this? I was like, That is the point. I was trying to explain how it's so cathartic and how people just like yeah. enjoying seeing her suffering because they know she'll do it in the end and they're just like no, I was like, she just wasn't fun. And I was like, no, she's the best! <laughs> she's also like, she's not a chaotic... She's like, she's the opposite of chaotic. She and Brad are foils. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. chaotic good and she's lawful good. Yeah. Um, so, actually, I feel like she's a little lawful neutral. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, that's fine, that's fine. I, I, I'll, I'll go with that. Oh my god, I should pitch this panel somewhere. Like, <laughs> the alignments. <laughs> they're going... I see memes of people aligning them. Yeah, um, yeah. They're speaking at South by Southwest and I'm... Oh. I wasn't assigned to a South By, and now I'm thinking maybe I should get assigned to South By somehow, but I think I missed the, the, the oh, line. So anyway, cool. I'm very excited for SM to join us in this, and if she doesn't, just don't tell us. Yes. All right, so I think that is actually going to wrap us up for today. Um, it's really good to be back, um, and always fun to record in person. 
Um, I just want to note that um, SM is wearing a bright orange sweater, and Tamar is wearing a bright red sweater, and I am wearing all black. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I felt the need to note that, but I feel <laughs> I like that. Gonna call it, SM's wearing like a Thor necklace, like it's a, oh, oh, well, yeah. wearing like a Thor necklace. So I thought, so I thought that's where she was going for you, she wears the hammer, but... I thought that's where Michal was going for it, and then she suddenly starts talking about colors, and I'm like, I can go get a black sweater in my apartment. I'm, like, I'm wearing black boots. I am too, but I'm wearing okay, a bright green skirt. Very bright green. Anyway. I, am, I am wearing pumpkin colors, is what we're saying. Anyway, next time we're just going to make, as our challenge is going to be for Michal to wear colors. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm just trying to keep up my brand, as you know. All right. So I'll like, sew you some something colorful. You have to wear because God. otherwise I will be mortally offended. Is, oh God, you don't that's like what worst. I made it's you. Literally the worst. Somebody <laughs> makes something for you and you're like, ah, oh, it's great. Do you like yeah. wearing our nice Jewish fangirl shirts? Because they're purple. I don't. I don't wear it very often. I know, no, but what but, we do? But she I wears her nerdish kite shirt because it's black. I think they're very cute shirts. I, I, I she like the Irish kite one better, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I get all the proceeds from Irish kite. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. On that note. Um, so, SM, where can people find you on the internet, please? Um, you can find me mostly on... Uh, you can follow my public posts on Facebook, which have lately been... I have been just catching up on all of my books that I didn't review last year, because I review every book that I read, <laughs> and I make I put them in a public album. I have finally finished all the books that I read before my previous birthday, and now I'm on to the books that I'm actually reading in this present year. I know this is kind of like a random, uh, a rambly episode in comparison to the ones we usually have a big topic, but I'm going to ramble a little. Why don't you use Goodreads? Why don't I use Goodreads? I don't... If you want to keep track of your reviews and stuff. Um, I like the, the visual element much better. Um, yeah, um, like a, a friend of mine was recently, she was looking through my old, my old reviews and she was like oh my god you reviewed an Animorphs book how did I not know and like revived a, a post from a year ago because she saw the, the cover oh, I love yeah. the Animorphs more finale. I'm just putting it out yeah. there oh that's one of the formative fan- fandoms that someone should have yeah. <laughs> we're definitely not done with that topic I think yeah if you want an episode on it let us know yeah. if you want an episode on anything let us know exactly uh, Tamar where can we find you online uh, you can probably find me on Twitter where I'm procrastinating work. My handle is at Tamar Writes. Uh, I also have an Instagram. And yeah, that's it for now. You can read my articles at billboard.com. Mm. Now, as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ink as Rain, and you can find my writing at hypable.com. And as for us at Nice Jewish Fangirls, you can email us with any and all of your thoughts at NiceJewishFangirls at gmail.com. You can, of course, uh, like us on iTunes and write us a review there. We would hugely appreciate that, especially with our you know, newfound, like, going forward, woo, regular episodes. Um, and in addition to that, uh, we are on Twitter, at Jewish Fangirls, and on Facebook. And that's all for now. Uh, oh, I think I forgot to mention that um, you can also find my fiction on Amazon.com slash author slash SM Rosenberg. Cool. So that's all for now, and uh, live long and prosper, everyone. Bye.